0: Brush. Okay, we're up to the beginning of Chaf Gimel Amid Aleph Amarava. It's <coughs> two lines into the page. So we we have this Machloekish in Rav Yehoshua What's the chiv of a fire? Is Isha Mishim Chetzio that it's like you shot a bullet? It's Koyach, and you're responsible for any Koyach that damages that you did, or Isha Mishem or it's your property. The same way if you buy an ox. The ox gore is irresponsible. If you make a fire, and the fire damages, you're responsible. So we said yesterday, the nafgamina between these two opinions. One of the nafkaminas, a couple. One of the nafkaminas would be if uh, if you if you spread a fire that's not yours. So if you hold ishim ishim you'll be responsible. Ishim you're not responsible. Omer Ravah, kashal Rava says, I asked the buy the following thing. Lamanda If you hold that that you're responsible for because it's like a bullet. Then what's the Indian of Tom and Beish? Tom is that if a person starts a fire let's say it burns down a field, and there's something in the field that's hidden, you're not responsible for it. So abaya is asking the following. is asking the following thing to Abaye. No, I'm sorry. Abaya had the following question: If you hold isha mishum chetzioi, that the reason why you're high by a fire is because you, you shot a bullet, what would the difference be between? Uh something hidden, something revealed. If Isha is Mishuma if it's you responsible because it's your animal, it's sort of like your animal, your property that does the damage, then it's not so schwer because we find that Shane and Regular are Putter Why? Because there's a cause fine. Not all the time are you responsible. Not all the time are you responsible. For, for something, uh, for, for, for not only all the time, but you're responsible for your property. But if you hold, but if you hold that isha is meshum that it's, it's for a bullet, what's the difference? If I shot a bullet, I shot someone hidden, I shot someone revealed, what would the difference be? So, V'nikhoi and Abaya himself answer the question, the case is, you made a fire in field A, but field A at the time had fire-resistant walls. The fire could not spread. But while the fire was lit, the wall fell. Not because of uh, the fire. The wall fell. Stom. It's bad timing. So you made a fire in 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 uh, in, uh, in field A. But at the time when you made the fire, the fire could not spread because there was a wall. While the fire is going, the wall falls, independent of the fire. The how the wall fell. Then the fire goes to field B, and in field B, it has something hidden. That's when you're putter. Why? So you said, why are you putter when you when something hidden? Anand said, you shot the bullet. The answer there is, when you made this fire, the bullet could not travel. When you made the fire, the fire would have been contained in field A. Then, subsequently, after the fire was already made, so that meaning you shot your shot, and when you shot the bullet, it wouldn't travel. So there's no chiv. I, the wall fell. Then, when the wall fell, now it's able to spread. So now you'll be Potter for something that's hidden. The question is: Wait a minute. Hold on one second. Recording stopped. So if if Yisha is Meshum Chetzioi, that's why you're Potter because when you shot the shadow wouldn't go. So wait a minute. So if Yisha is Meshum Chetzioi, and when you shot it wouldn't travel to the other city its other field. So that's why you're part there on the things hidden in field B, but you're high for the things revealed in B, field B. That doesn't make any sense. Why? If you're telling me that it's all a matter of when you shot the bullet, Michelle when you shot the arrow, it couldn't travel. So I'm not responsible for them when the wall fell, I'm not responsible because the, the, the arrow should not be able to travel on its own. Okay. That's why I'm part for something that's hidden. Uh-huh. And then when the wall fell, then all of a sudden the things are now uh now now it's able to travel. So I'm high for things I'm pata for things that are hidden, but I'm high for things that are revealed. I'm chai for the straw in field B. Why? The same reason I'm pata for the things hidden, I should pata from the things that are revealed. The answer is The answer is like this. When Rish Lakish said it's considered a bullet. He also agrees with Rish Lakish. He agrees that A he says it's Mitsada uh Mishumchetzia. But B, even if Chetzia doesn't apply, it's still your property. So therefore, you start a fire. Yeah, Meshem you should be put out everything in field B because the wall fell. But here's the thing, it's your property. And now you have the opportunity to rebuild that wall. It's like you have, it's like you, you have your ox. You built the, a wall to stop the ox. The wall fell. And the wall, ox went out. Well, then you're going to be responsible. That's why you're responsible because even Rav Yochanan agrees to Rish she's He's just adding to it. And the case is that after the wall fell, you had opportunity to rebuild, and you didn't. So now your mom and your property got out, and you're responsible for things that are property. Now you're part for things that are hidden, basically. and you should have stopped. It's like your ox got out. So now we're saying, we're introducing that Rav Yochanan agrees with her she's adding to it. See, so here's the kasha. So what's the real machloikas now? Meaning, if... You could say the machloeges. Listen, we still have that nafka community we had yesterday about if I don't own the thing. Okay, fine, but now you're telling me that Rav Yechonah really holds over reshlagish. So now, what's the machloeges? I mean, they argue not just in a case where it's someone else's fire. Your fire itself is it mitzad? Is it mitzad a bullet or is it mitzad Mammon? So now, now that you're telling me that it's really there, really no difference. So there's no difference. So what's the machalikis? What's the nafkamina? The answer is, the case is where you made a fire and the fire burnt and hurt a person. So we know that when you damage property, you pay for it. But when you damage a person, you have an Dvarim, you have in Boishas, and Pagam, and Ripoy, and Sheves. That's the nafkamina. You caused a fire and the fire went and it burnt somebody. If Isha is then it's, it's not that I hurt somebody, it's my property hurt someone, then I don't have to pay for the four things. But if then you would be responsible because the same way when you hurt someone, you have to pay four things. So you have to pay four things. That would be the nafkamina. Okay, then the Mishnah said that if a dog takes a biscuit and he puts it down and makes a fire, say so he's high of Shane, 100% Yeah, the Bala, Bala has to pay for the biscuit, and you also have to pay for the fire. what the fire damage. Man Chayev, who's obligated to pay for what the fire damage? The field of the fire burned down. Baal HaKelev, the man, the owner of the dog. Oh, Bil chayiv nami bal the question is, why is the Baal HaKelev Chayev, shouldn't the one who left the coal out, he left the coal in the in the open seemingly, a dog comes and takes the coal, takes a cookie that has the coal on it, and spreads a fire. So I understand the Bala kelev is peshe. He should have stopped his dog from doing it. But isn't the Balha Kachelas also responsible? The answer is Shashimikahlosa. The case is where the the, the, the fire the, the coal was in someone's backyard. He didn't do anything wrong. So how did the dog get to it? Shashimiklosa my boy Kelev hasem. what's the dog doing over there? The answer is Shahar, the dog dug under the fence and broke into someone's house. The way dogs break in is they burrow under it. So the dog breaks into someone's house, backyard, he's having a barbecue, he grabs the piece of burger with a coal on it, he eats the burger, and the fire starts. Now he's high of 100% on the burger, or the biscuit, whatever. Why? Because it's shame. Now how did he get to it? He had to burrow under it. Now if it's abnormal to do that, then that would be karen. You see from here that a dog burrowing in order to break into someone's backyard is a normal activity for dogs. You see, that's normal for a dog to burrow under to get to it. Fine. Now, where did the dog eat the biscuit? Again, you're only chayiv Bershus hanizik. So that means that it has to be he didn't take the biscuit outside of the domain. He ate the biscuit where he broke in. We know that he he burned down a field and he ate the biscuit. So it can't be that he burnt down a, a random field that's in public property because you're only responsible if you destroy in B'Shosh HaNizek. So rather, it must be okay, it's very simple. He breaks into someone's backyard, eats the guy's biscuit, and burns down the guy's field all B'Shosh Okay. What you see from here is T'vshet D'vei you could learn from here is that the mouth of a cow. Go to the next page. Kichotzer You know, over here, and this is like I think a double pasha. You have an animal. The animal is only responsible if it happens to bishus hanizik. Let's say the damage happens bishus hamazik, right? My my dog. Someone breaks into my backyard and my dog hurts him. I'm not responsible because I could say, What are you doing in my dog's backyard? Over here, the dog breaks into someone else's backyard and eats something. So we said, That's a technicality. When the food goes in his mouth, and assuming the dog didn't eat right away, the dog had the biscuit in his mouth, running around the backyard with the biscuit in his mouth. Technically, the mouth of the dog is B'shus right? It's its own domain. So then, what is the status? If a dog eats a biscuit, Bushus Hanizik, do we say it's Bershus Hanizik? And you Or do you say no? It's really Bishus Hamasik. Because the mouth of the dog, wherever it is, is the dog's property. So the Gemara says, Ekechatzer Hamazik dami le malay by boy ripta kupumit de kaboy. It must be that the mouth of the dog is Bushus Hannizik. Why? Because if the dog is considered Shus Hamasik, then you could always say to the dog, if the mouth of the dog is B'Shosh hamazik, right, why is it that when you break into the mazik's backyard, right, my dog is the aggressive dog, you break into my backyard, my dog bites you, I don't have to pay because I say, what are you doing in my dog's backyard? Over here, the dog breaks into someone else's backyard, but the food is in the dog's mouth. He steals that food and he eats it and it's in his mouth. If the mouth of the dog is technically considered B'Shosh hamazik, then I should never have to pay because I could say, what's your biscuit doing in my dog's mouth? Right, technically, there's no payment. Now, the classic is my backyard. Over here, if you consider the dog's mouth, wherever it is, you'll never have shame So the Gemara says that. That was a question we once asked. You'll never have shame because wherever it is, it's So, due to a technicality, you never have shame So the Gemara says you're right. Maybe you'll never have shame So how do you have the pasuk describes shame beer You'll never have the Av of shane. You'll only have told us. Amr um, Mari Breder of The way, if you believe that the mouth of the dog is considered B'Shuz HaMazik, in which case you'll never have Shane. So the Pasuk describes Shane. It must be the only time you'll have Shane is not when it comes to eating. It's where, it's the told us of shame. The told us of Shane are the same essence of Shane, which is it does, it destroys uh, to get pleasure, but it doesn't eat. Because again, eating due to a technicality would never be, Chayyah, uh, because it's always Bishas Hamazik. The Gemara says Amr of the cases where the animal rubbed itself against the wall and destroyed, a, let's say, a painting on the wall. Or if a tin for pears on us are rolled on fruit and destroyed the fruit. That would be what the Torah meant by Shane. Because it can't be eating, because due to technicalities, ha-mazik. it must be that would be what the Torah meant. So wait a minute, so you're telling me is talking about where the animal rolled on fruit. The problem is means that the item is completely destroyed, completely obliterated. Now that happens when you eat, it's completely consumed. But now you're telling me the only case, potentially, that the Torah would be talking about is not shane, it's told of to shane, which is when the animal rolls on something. Now if the animal rolls on something, the animal rolls on something, then it's not going to be shane, Right? It's not going to be destroyed. It's going to be smushed, but it's going to still be there. I thought it has to be completely obliterated. So, the case where the animal's rubbing its back, it's where it rubs its back on a painting to the point where the painting is completely rubbed off. Or, or, Ravashi says, it's where it presses the fruit into the ground and it completely becomes into pulp. Okay. So we're back to the so we're trying to analyze this question is the mouth of the animal considered Beshus Amazik, in which case you're never really responsible because you could always say, What's your hand doing in my mouth? Or is it Bashusanizak? Tashima, Let's say someone else has a dog. Ruben owns a dog. I go over to the dog and I say, Go sick him, and I, I get the dog to bite somebody. Or or I incite a snake against somebody. Potter, I the inciter, am not responsible. It's not my dog. Man, Potter, who's not responsible? Masha, Potter, bal b'alkel. The only one that's responsible is the owner of the dog. Because it's your responsibility to make sure your dog doesn't do damage. but, but if your dog bites somebody, you're responsible. Oh, kechotzer ha-mazik, my boy, v'pum Now, if the mouth of a dog is considered b'chotzer then I could say, well, I'm ever responsible for biting. I could say, what's your animal doing? What's your hand? Uh, what's your hand doing in my dog's mouth? The answer is Imapotra af Mishasa. You're right, maybe, according to this possibility, maybe attack a potolagamri. Viva or another option. The Afke Perhaps the case is not where the dog bit, where the dog's fangs stuck out and and and, and or the snake's venom snuck out. Where so the and it wasn't again, our shai is what is the mouth considered? Shusamazik Shazanizik. The case, we thought the case is. Well if it's amazing, you'll never have Chayev Misham because you'll never be chayiv for biting. The answer is you would be chayiv if the animal bit where person didn't put his hand in his mouth, the f- fangs like he sort of just plucked with the fangs and that that he, he poked with the fangs that would potentially be the option. So, another option, another proof if I take a snake and I stab someone with the fangs, and the guy dies, so the person who stabbed him is chayiv, the death penalty. And the chum From Ravachabayakiv, Ravachabayakiv says, When you analyze, this is the conclusion. According to Rav Yehuda, that says that you're chayiv for stabbing someone with the fangs of a snake. There's apparently a shayon in the Gemara of, of what happens with the snake's fangs. Is it that the snake's fangs, that the venom is already is there, and the second you put the fangs in, it automatically comes out. In which case, when I stab someone with the with the fangs, it's it's the sn- snake did nothing. It's me, just like Mamish taking a knife and killing somebody. That's Shita. makish That's why you don't have to kill the snake. Right? Normally, when an animal kills, you kill the animal. You don't have to kill the snake because the snake didn't do anything. according to the chacham that says that if you stab someone with a snake fangs they take a snake and you stab someone with it, you're not going to get the death penalties because he holds no It's not the fangs that do it, it's that when the snake has fangs in somebody, it sort of brings out the venom from inside the body. So it's not that the person killed them, it's the snake killed them. So the snake will be killed and not the person. So according to this, if you take a snake and you stab someone and the snake bites someone, the snake will get the death penalty. So the question is, If you say the mouth of the snake is considered, Why you kill the snake? Why can't the owner of the snake say, Why are you killing my snake? What's your hand doing in my snake's mouth? It must be that the mouth of the snake is considered. The answer is, The difference could be, um, the answer is, This concept of is an exemption when it comes to damages, not when it comes to the death penalty. Meaning, it could be really it's bshus hamazik. So if, you, if it's bshus hamazik, then why don't you say, well, "What's your hand? What's your hand doing in my snake's mouth?" The answer is that excuse does not work for the death penalty. Umirah timra. And how do I know this? that when it comes to death, we do not absolve a killer animal, because we say it's if you break into someone's house without permission, so you break into John's house, and John's dog, while you broke into his house, attacks you and kills you. What's the halacha? John is completely exempt from all monetary payment, he doesn't have to pay, even if the person died was in Evan, you he don't have to pay but the dog that killed him is going to get the death penalty. So why is it that the, he's potter? Because he could say, what are you doing in my backyard? But even that's the case, we still kill the dog. What do you see? You see that when an animal kills, it gets killed. We don't care about So you see from here, we don't care about Katala at all. Okay. The Gemara ends off before we get to the mission The Gemara just says, There were goats that were owned by the Tarbu family that were eating the property of Yosef. They're going into his backyard and eating it. So, abaya, zil, em, so Rav Yosef said to Abaya, Go tell the owner they should keep their goats away from my property. Lei, I so Abaya says, What's the point of me going? This is what they're going to say. They're going to tell me, amirle, They're going to tell me, it's not my goat's responsibility, put up a fence you don't want my goat to be there, put up a fence now the truth is, that's not a taina halachically you're responsible to make sure your animals don't wander into other people's fields Abaya's point is that it's a waste of time because they're not going to listen to me so the Gemara says, wait a minute, so you're going to tell me that's what they're going to say it's a taina, their is going to be then then uh, put up a fence and my animal can just eat wherever it is unless you put up a fence if that would be a taina that put up a fence then how do you ever chay of shane right how are you ever chayim shane? You go into someone's, so, someone's, uh, your animal eats someone else's food, then you'll, you'll never be responsible. You'll always say, oh, you should put up a fence. If that's a taina, then when are you ever going to have shane? The Gemara says the case when you would be mechayim shim shayn is bisha is where the animal dug in under. And broke into someone's backyard. did good Or where the person had a fence, but the fence fell at night, so he couldn't have put up a put up put the fence back up. Now the Gamad just ends off. <laughs> made the following announcement. Those going from Bobal Territisol and vice versa should know the following things. Hani easy the shuk in the mouse. Apparently they were goats that they would shacht it a couple times a year it would be like the market days that they would shacht. So let's say you know your goat is gonna get slaughtered in a couple weeks. So during those weeks, those goats were doing a lot of damage because the owner knew that they weren't uh, they weren't grazing anyway, so they would go and do some damage. The problem is you got to get the goats to stop doing damage. So the owners would say, "We are going to kill it, right?" You go over and see, hey, your your goats doing damage. Stop it. He he would say, "Well, we will, but a goat's going to be dead in a month anyway." The halacha is, we will warn the owners two or three times. Eat size, size. If they heed our warnings and prevent the animal from doing damage, good. And if not, if not, then what we tell is we tell them, hey, kill them. To, we're getting you; are being shechted tomorrow, even if that means you're losing money. We do not care. You're gonna to have to kill us so that the animal stops damaging. Okay. The last concept, the Mishnah says, we know that there's a tam and a muad. Tam is the first three times. Muad is the fourth time. A is a What's the definition of tam? What's the definition of muad? Muad, according to our Yehuda, is not three or four times; it's three or four days. Kol shehidu bishloish sheyavim as long as it attacked on three separate days, that's already a muid. Now, according to the Tanakama, which is Rabbi Yehuda, I believe, Rabbi Yehuda says, however, a muid can become a tam again if it becomes docile. And it reverts to being a tam when it doesn't attack on three separate days. If there are three separate days where it sees other oxen and could attack and doesn't, then it becomes a tam again. Dave, Rabbi Yehuda going to review the, it's three days more than three times. Rav Meir says, no, muad shehidu b'shleish hapam. Rav Meir says, it's not about three, days, three, about three days, three times. As long as it attacked three times, that's it's a tam. And so how does a muid become a Tam according to Rav Meir? If, if it becomes so docile that children could poke on its face and rub its head and, and play with it and it doesn't attack, that's when it becomes a Tam again. Okay, so what's the source of Rav Yehuda that... The animal has to attack three days. My time is the Rav Yehuda. I'm buy it. Because the Post says, "Oy noyda kishar Nagahu, Right, we know that it's a muad because mitmol shulshaim vleishmerenu. It attacked Um yesterday and before yesterday, and the animal and the owner didn't guard. Tmol is chad. Mitmol, the extra mem is two. Shulshaim is three. Vleishmerenu. If it attacks for three days, then it becomes uh, a muad. Rava says slightly different. T'mol, mit'mol, the extra mem is one. Shaim is two. And then after two times, if it doesn't guard. So Rashi says, Ravah disagrees. It's not after three. It's not three and then it becomes a muid. It's after two it becomes a muid. Tysis doesn't like this. He says, no, 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 no. Of course, so everyone agrees after three times a muid, not before. And this is just a machoikis and drushes. All right, we'll stop here. Pick it up tomorrow, position.